Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Bienvenidos, mis amigos. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to <laughs> Camera Trophy. I, I wanted to see how long it would take for stuff to... To, mm-hmm. to chortle mm-hmm. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. welcome back to this really awesome fun show that has a very strong infrastructure <laughs> my name <laughs> is tyler <laughs> my name is stephanie <laughs> and we are super happy that you guys are still tuning into us we are yeah uh just really excited to keep doing this while we're working <laughs> yeah Steph, how's work been um, for you well i've been not working because i have some time off before i start rehearsals at the dcpa so i went home to visit family for a week that was fun you you watched my doggy and i appreciated that um so but now i'm i got a a one-year-old lab in my house this today and she's hilarious um and watson has not decided if he's a huge fan or not um but (laughs) so if you hear if you hear any like heavy breathing during the episode or uh other bizarre noises it's probably her because she was sitting right next to me for most of it going. <sighs> so, um, <laughs> it was very, uh, yeah. How, how about you, Ty? How have you been doing? Uh, good. I finished my, my ninth feature script that I'll count. Uh, I finished that Waiting. in the last like week or so. Uh, well, before that I finished it by Halloween, which was great. M- met my deadline. Uh, wrote awesome. a 90 page script from conception to first draft in 30 days which is something i love doing holy moly uh, who knows if it's good but uh, <laughs> yeah did that um just trying to find more full-time work if i can uh, but i did pick up a couple of industrial gigs uh, including a remote voiceover job that pays pretty well Ooh, uh for awesome. the next few weeks so um yeah just busy busy doing a lot of stuff are you are you voiceovering a character or are you like being a narrator <laughs> i'm uh it's very technical <laughs> it's it's not even oh. of it's just a sharpen pencil b <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> which i feel is even harder <laughs> yeah but uh yeah yeah just been busy with that and uh transitioning into the christmas season Mm. uh unfortunately because halloween rules oh. christmas drools you heard that Aww. you heard that everybody uh but yeah that's that's been about it uh we've been both been busy uh much like who we have this week yeah um so this week is actually um uh a new friend to me but uh tyler's known for a while a local uh denver local actor and comedian gary miller um joins us today and and he's just he was hilarious to talk to he's super cool jack of all trades does all the things um and i think you guys are going to really enjoy what he has to say welcome gary gary barry how are you doing man? <laughs> i always love how podcasts get started you're like where do we go let's do it yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah we're starting now no. <laughs> uh, Gary, man, uh, as I as I mentioned before, we'd love to have you uh, tell the audience, you know, who you are and what you do, because you are a man of many hats, many brims on many hats. Um, so I uh, appreciate that first and foremost. <laughs> um, 
I think uh, probably a man that doesn't sleep as much as he should, first and foremost. But uh, uh, actor, actor, primarily um, comedian. And when you do those, I mean, especially in the independent level, you end up being like an art director, filmmaker, editor, all kinds of hats. And you're like, I don't even know how to do most of this stuff, but I have to, you know, sometimes. Um, that's helped me in other stuff where I actually uh, my current job right now, outside of this, I'm a media curator at Hill. Um, for a telemedicine company and I do podcasts and stuff like this and you can check us out I do the news now so I've never been a news anchor before but now I'm a news anchor no shit that's yeah. cool it's kind of crazy <laughs> but it, <laughs> it's all cannabis you news, like sit but... behind a desk and everything yep 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 do it all <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's it. Are, awesome. are you vaping as you're talking about it or is it i wish but the office won't let me <laughs> i just want to see you take one long drag and say this shit's good <laughs> so good <laughs> today's news <laughs> so it's so like I. it's partially anchorman but you know without all the misogyny and, and crazy it's <laughs> <laughs> now the best movie uh, Will Ferrell's done. <laughs> Do you think you quote that movie more, or maybe like uh, Talladega Nights? Oh shit! I think it's half and half. Yeah. Any given day, uh, you know, we'll pull out the sixty percent of the time it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> but Talladega, you can't you can't go wrong with Talladega, not in I the slightest. That one, I mean, shit. Anytime by an Applebee's, I'm like, you want to go in and get kicked out of an Applebee's? <laughs> I feel like when uh, when Steph and I lived together, that would be like the morning after. <laughs> We'd say, hey, I think Rick had a hand grenade. Where'd you get a hand grenade? <laughs> I love it. He's like, I killed, I killed a man. He's like, you and me and talk to you about that. You should probably lay low. Should probably lay low. <laughs> <laughs> like that that whole universe. And then the the second one, the the the, the cockfight they had in the second one too. I mean, there was like. Uh, Stonewall oh, Jackson's <laughs> like they went like oh. <laughs> ridiculous. I need to rewatch this. Steph. Have you seen the second Anchorman? Um, I if I did, it was once and it was a while ago, so I don't remember any of it. I remember the first one, but like right when it came time. out, probably, huh? Yeah. This, this this is what I do on podcasts. I just turn it into talking about movies. That's all. Hey, I love it. You I know love what? It. You, so maybe I'll leave and you and Tyler can just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I did just rewatch Hidalgo last night for the first time in years, oh, and I was like, too. I love this movie. Oh, but the sources all make me sad. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Vigo Mortensen and a horse, and you got a movie. That's all you right, need. right. Vidro Morgenstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Wait, where I, did you watch Hidalgo? Do you have it on DVD? Uh, or it's on Prime. On Prime? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm down for yeah. a tear fest. We're just gonna talk right? about Hidalgo and weed for the next like. Well, I to- and I totally <laughs> forgot how much action there is in that movie because I was like, I remember it's a horse race thing and you know, whatever. But then I was like, oh right. Yeah. People get fucking kidnapped. There's like all this crazy <laughs> shit. It's not, yeah. Wow. So just pure I, entertainment. Yeah. I think I saw yeah. it when I was 12. So like I think I definitely was like not paying attention either. Right, right. <laughs> like, Horse race. Yeah. <laughs> There's action. Let's go yeah. watch Van Helsing after this. Like this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now that was another one too, where I where 
I think even being young, like familiar with like the monster verse, but I was like, wait a minute, how are they all connected? Right. You know, <laughs> it made no sense. And I was like, now with the Marvel stuff, I was like, dude, this is like ahead of its time. Like way ahead of its time. <laughs> they tried so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. Dude, like so I, considering you yeah. are such a big movie th- person, is that like kind of what got you into wanting to pursue acting and comedy and all that kind of stuff? Was like absolutely you were just always a big fan of movies. No. <laughs> no, really? No, absolutely not. I had never in high school I did I did like one play in theater because my football coach was the choir choir teacher too. And he's like, we need men. You need to do this. I was like, yeah, awesome guy. Lee Andres, fantastic guy. I'm able to coach with him now. And he's a huge metalhead too. I was like, you just keep surprising me, dude. I love it. Um, Yeah, he's a fascinating individual. He's like taught there. He's retired now, but he's like in the building. He's, I mean, he's done countless musicals. He's taught there like almost 40 years, I think, something like that. But uh, yeah, he was like, "You're, you're doing this. And I ended up doing doing a, a musical i think i even showed up after wrestling with like stitches and everything and like trying to put makeup on around it so, <laughs> then got to college and and then uh at another coach who ended up being a theater major a college football coach and i was like all right so he told me to take a theater class i did it i really enjoyed it and uh it was directing and then uh, there was a stand-up competition that year too and I was like, shit, seven minutes, I'll do that. And we, I won 300 bucks for it. I was like, this Whoa. is easy. And then uh, found out it's really not as easy as it seems. <laughs> <laughs> you get that one boost up like, oh, I don't know what they're bitching about. This is the yeah. best. Yep. God, what is, I'm trying to think of this story. Is it the the quest or the little red book? Like all the people read. I'm going to butcher it. And then I got the podcast. The, se- the secret? The secret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like that where it's like you get like your beginning journey or whatever yeah to keep you going because like stand up after that was just and you're you're a stand-up too you're like you do it and you're like oh wow this is this is miserable oh yeah there's Aww. a reason i i took a sabbatical after like five years and went yeah. okay i just i can't <laughs> i can't anymore. Oh, you're, you're gonna start doing it again aren't you yeah yeah i think this uh this next spring i'm gonna dive back into it but i like (laughs) i don't i understand what how you won the 300 bucks because your entire like recruitment into the arts is an elseworlds comic where it's you know (laughs) coaches saying hey we need men join the theater like what the fuck that is the coolest thing ever (laughs) it was like complete opposite so i did i was like yeah this is fucking sweet i love theater dude (laughs) (laughs) so awesome and And i was like Oh, sorry, sorry, good. No, no, you're good. You're, no, no, no. Um, I was just saying, like, you you kept kind of like dabbling into it after that, or was it kind of like a thing in college and you just kind of stopped for a bit? Full, full tail. I was like, I'm gonna make this my my major. So I made that in English my major Whoa. after one class, which is crazy in hindsight. But then it uh <laughs> it went well. Um ended up doing a lot of plays. I went to a few Rocky Horror Picture shows and I was like, this is kind of cool. I still don't know what this movie's about, but uh <laughs> wait did you perform in it um i was asked i think that was like the only time where i was like uh i'll just be like a a chorus person you know i don't want to be like dr frankenfurter which that my friend who did it rocky though oh my god he killed it i'm too fat now back in the day probably (laughs) (laughs) just a shelf of endless abs going all the way to his crotch (laughs) yeah and the more i watch my dude rocky is jacked out of his mind (laughs) (laughs) I don't think He's that guy gets enough credit. He's the perfect specimen. Yes, yes, he is. 
<laughs> I, I don't know how many times I've watched that. I'm like, oh, Susan Sarandon's in this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. I feel kind of conflicted. Like, wow, she's pretty stunning. All right. Hell oh, yeah. this is weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and the Tim Curry, dude. I mean, I want to talk about like, when whoever's like, you're like, you know, what actors like you, I was, there's always guys I'd have, they're not in my wheelhouse. So like talent, like singing and stuff like yeah. that. And Tim Curry, I mean, playing it and hell, <laughs> Nigel Thornberry, dude, you're like, this guy is so fundamental to my childhood in so many different ways. And I had no idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? I always watch the movie Clue every Halloween season and like yes. him and that it's just, ugh, he's the best. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Clue, Clue is amazing as well. Oh yeah. I think, did you No, you guys were watching that at a game night? I came home one night and clue was, I couldn't yeah. tell. I could never tell if it's halfway done or if we're just getting started. Right? <laughs> that's the beauty of it. It's like, where are we in the story? I don't care. That's, yeah. the, that's the beauty of those movies, man. You get yourself a good Agatha Christie type movie and you're like, wait, wait I don't still Okay. We'll figure it out. I'm right? jumping yeah. in. Let's do it. It's just all you in know? parts, right? Is that, did would you, you ever do like an Agatha Christie Type, oh my type god yeah that'd be so fun i just want to die that's the first like have you guys <laughs> have you guys died on screen before or done that i think i have i mean yeah. i don't go on screen so <laughs> <laughs> you've died internally while you know trying to manage yes, some watching. shitty actors yes, <laughs> oh god I lo- that's my favorite too yes yeah, okay, is I- a she's a stage manager so she's uh she's she she cracks the whip so you want right. to kill the actors, fair. Yes, right. I want to, yes, I want dying <laughs> to be at my hands, correct? <laughs> I think I think like the amount of times I've seen prop managers and stage managers just go off, they're like, I put this in the place. I labeled like a prop and no, they just took it and didn't put it back, dude. Yep. Like had, had, had the meeting beforehand and everything too. Yep. Don't touch <laughs> it if it's not yours. <laughs> it's my... It was favorite. just here. I was just hanging out over here and it but caught I wanted, my eye. I wanted to play with it. It looks so cool. Don't touch it. <laughs> like, see, see kids playing with like the swords and stuff and like they yep. just get chewed out. I'm like, God damn. Yep. <laughs> I think the best part is if there's wet paint and it says do not lean, one yep. person has leaned on that. <laughs> 100%. It just, it just happens. <laughs> right. like, so, you know, in hindsight, well, you and I both have English degrees, let's say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and steph you have an english degree too right oh god no i have a no? i have a bfa in stage management i did oh. that like full on didn't have to take any liberal arts classes just had to do some electives like it, yeah oh oh you're, you're the better off a... half of all of us correct <laughs> i can't tell you how many times i've had to, to tweak my resume what you're right my dog is getting all tangled in my different cords and wires i'm dog sitting and then Ooh. my dog is trying to get on the couch but from the wrong direction there we that, go that's beautiful i had to save my dogs from a raccoon last night in our backyard oh, what? yeah it, tell like, me all about it i was hearing like whining last night like midnight and i was just trying to watch a movie i go i'm like what the hell is going on and my dogs are just barking at the fence i don't see this raccoon at all so i'm just like what are you guys barking at is there a squirrel is there this and i see this raccoon and it's huge and it's bigger than my dog and i'm like oh no <laughs> So I dumb guy. I'm like, or I was like, you can't, you know, shoot it, you know, anything like that. So I'm like, well, let's get a broom and a headlamp and let's just try oh, to fence no. it off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to poke it and it growls at me. I'm like, nope, <laughs> big nope. 
Everybody inside. Everybody inside. Yeah, I was like, let's go. It <laughs> reminds even... me of um, Kevin Hart's not most recent, maybe like it was from a few oh. years ago where he talks about a raccoon in his backyard and he's like, <laughs> and I kid you not, he looks me straight in his eyes, grabs his dick, goes bang, bang, and just moves <laughs> up to the dark. <laughs> Dude, it's it's crazy like being intimidated by an animal that's not even a quarter of your size yeah yeah <laughs> you're like i'm not tough at all <laughs> especially those things man those things i would take a coyote on over a raccoon any day yeah i i was like oh, what if i get rabies <laughs> I was like, that was my only thought i was like what if i get rabies yeah. <laughs> well you live in denver too right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so those raccoons aren't messing around dude and the, the skunks there's been like all kinds of stuff at my house i think what's crazy about denver i think every every environment you know you go to every different city has its thing you're like new york you're like okay there's no alleys trash is everywhere you know? <laughs> <laughs> like beautiful broadway and then just trash and just, piss everywhere and you're like and poop. yep yep, yep. Poop. oh and denver you're like oh there's a moose in my garden cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, hey, it gives uh, it gives your life character, and it inspires you to do, God knows what, creatively when you're not curating media, man. Like, what do you, what are you doing right now? Over the hedges goes right now, dude. I'm, I love podcasting like this shit too. I don't know about you, like just talking to people's fun. Um, we working. I'll I'll give you a clue behind the scenes. So we're uh, best worst cantina cantina media. I butchered my own name all the time. Um, I started a media company while just because I wanted to put my own shit out. Um, so we put out a couple albums and we, we've seen some decent returns on that. Like um, the dad's good kids, dad city, because we're huge Kendrick Lamar fans. <laughs> um, and they're just boomer dads going on a road trip. It's a fun, fun comedy album. You'll be deeply offended by their points of view sometimes but uh <laughs> they're fun characters to play um and we're working on a sequel album and then i've had my sketch albums on there and then we've, we've seen about like ten thousand monthly listeners on that one so it's pretty that's good awesome that. so where can that. we find all that it's like yeah. it on spotify and stuff like that spotify everything we have it on our website too um okay. so any streaming service you have it'll be on it like even awesome. even if you want to add it to your stories on TikTok and uh, Instagram, it's there. Oh shit! Nice. You guys are everywhere. And is, then, so. so do you feel like you're focusing more on your comedy stuff than like acting and performing and whatnot? Um, I think so. like Tyler, you get like auditions and stuff, and you're like, oh, this is fun. You know, you go in, but like a lot of times it's commercial or industrial, yeah. and you're like, this doesn't like get the juices going as much as you want you know you're like i can fake brushing my teeth all day but it's not gonna get my soul he plays going. a very good dad yeah. <laughs> so, so i think like uh you know when you when you haven't had anything like that creatively challenges you you're like i need to produce my own stuff hell yeah totally and it's it's definitely more story based too the whole thing's a story like it starts out with this dad my guy dave garrison who's just this deadbeat dad um, he gets a call from his estranged wife in California telling him he has to pick up his daughter and he has 36 bucks in his bank account and his car doesn't work. So he has to get his buddies to drive. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So it's like a, a comedy radio show almost yeah. a radio play. That's exactly. awesome. awesome. We just made it for road trips and uh, 
people that were, were like, oh, I don't want to listen to it. Then we put it on the car and they're like, oh yeah, this is perfect for a road trip. We're like, exactly. <laughs> Did you so. take a road trip while recording it? <laughs> we should have. I think that'd be the next step. Oh, do it. Um, yeah. This this next one we're working on is the sequel to it. And we're, we're keeping with the Kendrick theme. It's uh, to pimp a lawnmower. So... <laughs> That's fine. Well, I remember seeing you guys, uh, I think it was maybe a couple months ago, you put out a post on like Galena's casting saying, hey, if you want to come be, you know, a part of our comedy album, you know, we're doing a photo shoot for it. Did you guys get some pretty yep. awesome people for that? Yeah, we, I'll have to send you it. We got like three three models, um, Kayra Velez, um, Zofia Antino, and CJ Dunning. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're all on our album cover. And like CJ Dunning, she did my solo which I'm working on a solo album as well. Um, I love just making sketch albums. If you listen to like Norm Macdonald and Adam Sandler back in the day, <laughs> yeah. like love those. Um, and, you know, she's a former WWE diva and she's beat the shit out of me for a little bit for the photos. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like, like that's something you'd be interested in then. Like you're, you're built, obviously you're building your, your brand first. You're kind of building up on projects and then, you thinking maybe the solo rap might be better for you? Do you feel like you work better collaboratively? I like working with people, dude. I just think yeah. there's, there's, I think the pandemic, I don't know if you guys had the same experience. You're like, man, it's so hard to, to do stuff with people when you want to do stuff. So yeah. I just figured out how to do stuff on my own. Um, and my brother's a, a rapper as well. And he, he's a musician and I think he's way more popular than me. He just goes by little ugly sister XXX. But he's, yeah, he's like kind of showed me the route with Spotify and, and like the streaming services. And I was like, well, I want to do that. That looks fun. So I can't rap or sing, but I can make comedy. So <laughs> it's just creative awesome. outlets, dude. I, like yeah. if you guys were like, hey, are you doing it? I'm like, yeah, come and hang out. Um, I'm really not like, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to live in the LA in the system just because of that. I like, I just want to create. Um, that's kind of my background. Um, give I guess a clue to me I kind of talked about it a lot in podcasts but I went to the Atlantic Theater like uh, did an intensive with them in New York mm -hmm. and their whole like motto was like create your own work um, and I was like shit yeah that's all I want to do I just want to create my own work and not complain about people not hiring me and then just have fun with people that's it which so, is there a reason yeah. that you like being in Denver versus other places I think I think it's hometown. And I also think um, I saw some a while back when I was in college at like Jeff Daniels. He moved from L.A. to Michigan and started his own theater. And just I've heard other artists talk about just go, you know, you don't have to be anywhere to create, just create. Yeah. Um, and obviously you don't get as many eyes on it, but I've just been so fulfilled doing stuff. Anytime we complete a project, I think that's the hardest part um when you complete a project with someone and i think the audio ones have been the easiest to produce with people for sure yeah especially now you can just hop on a zoom call make sure their mic is you know working yeah. <laughs> and just go from there especially a radio show i think it's there's yep. something really uh intimate and just cool if things tend to go not wrong but if the audio gets a little shitty like it just mm -hmm. i don't know there's something really scotch tape-ish about it that just feels awesome like you're making a mixtape yeah, yeah yeah and i think there's like uh that idea of like a comedy mixtape is so fun i've seen a couple of people do that where like jerry roca did one where it was like his unfinished bits that he put out in a special but he just recorded and he just put them out 
no that's shit. awesome yeah <laughs> yeah and i was like people got to hear it and you're like oh this is what it's like to work on material too and yeah i think that's so much more important sometimes than just a polished product too like just put your shit out there do your podcast you know draw your art put it on the fridge yeah. make an instagram post <laughs> it's so easy to get art out there that's i I think that answers the denver questions like yeah yeah. i'll just put it out there i don't need to be here and you know yeah you could be anywhere you know and you and you still work i mean i know i know tyler works i mean i've done done some network stuff where it's like this is cool but it's still the same thing i was doing (laughs) there's a camera and a sound guy and everything else (laughs) well i saw you on a a colorado lottery commercial earlier in the summer did you do one too no, dude, I've auditioned for that. Yeah. You know, I think all of us have. That's that is Steph. This is the weirdest thing. So Colorado Lottery now is like the Netflix of Denver industrial shit to grab. I remember you telling me this. I remember <laughs> when you saw him and you were like, he got yeah. it. Damn it. <laughs> Holy shit. Good for I, him. But ah. I, it was it was awesome. Like, see, like I've seen you, I've seen so many other of my friends on Colorado Lottery, and then the newest one that came out. Oh God, I forgot his name. Uh, I was going to give him a shout out. Uh, but I had met like this guy who did, uh, it was a cubicle part in the new Colorado lottery the, commercial. The FOMO Moolah one? Yeah. And I, yeah. I think, Steph, were you, did you help me with that reading? The FOMO Moolah shit? I don't remember. So <laughs> we're like auditioning. And I think, I don't, I don't have it. I don't have the groove for this. Like mm-hmm. I can't do the, it doesn't come off properly. And yeah. then I see him do it. And I'm like, perfect casting like that's i always <laughs> think that when i see how it's done in the product i'm like oh i know what they're going for but right. also what like i'm like why did you send me for that i look nothing like it right <laughs> <laughs> no gary you're ethnically ambiguous didn't you know dude that <laughs> you know yeah yeah dude look uh between polish and uh scandinavian you got the two <laughs> he's like an icelandic spaniard like you know yeah, he's, got got you. he's got you he's got you like uh, Canelo Alvarez, dude. If I learn Spanish, I think it's game over. It's game over. Right. <laughs> you're the uh, you're the the younger form of Gus from Breaking Bad for a prequel series. I got I gotta <laughs> say this, go. dude. Do you get the same? Do you get the same feeling? Because like Wind River, right, is another one. I'm like, I'm sure you've like got shit for that. Oh like, yeah. You're like, oh, are you? Is that you? <laughs> that one. I was like, I loved that movie. Like, ask like Taylor Sheridan loved his first couple Amazing. movies, like Hell or High Water and Wind yeah. River. And then, like, so, you know, I was like, fuck, I fucking know that guy. I fucking know that guy. <laughs> I was like, I definitely know that guy. I had, the same, yeah, the same, I had the same feeling, like, when you, like, see that. Anytime you, like, see, I think you're, when you act, too, I think you, mm-hmm. it's a little different than maybe, like, your friends are like, oh, I saw you on TV and stuff like that. Like, you see your actor friends, you're like, dude, I know how hard that was to get, too. <laughs> so good right? shit. <laughs> There's, Tyler there's... was always mad at me when we'd watch TV when I was living at their house. Um, and I'd be like, oh, I know her. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we're, you know, we're we're getting like guests for the podcast. We started it over a year ago. And we're watching. Have you watched Evil? Uh, Where's that on? Evil? Uh, uh, CBS. I guess it's Paramount Plus now. I'll have to uh, check that out. But, I mean, the first season's great. Yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we just we watched the second season hoping for answers and we didn't get any. But uh, yeah, there's a bunch of it's it's shot in New York, you know, so mm. there's a bunch of actors, you know, that she's worked with and met. And every time she saw one, I'm just like flabbergasted because, yeah. you know, you, you correlate that to holy shit. How many callbacks did they have for that one line? Yeah. 
So dude, when you say create your own stuff, like that's why we did Marvels last year and Mm -hmm. why I want to do a second season, you know, uh, that that was so much fun to just do it. Like come in help a friend out and then bounce easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of shit for me that that is like pretty fun. I mean, there's some projects where like, man, I will never work with that person again. They'll like, you'll be on set for like 16 hours. You know what I mean? You're like, holy shit. Like I remember starting out like, like, like long take long shoots. I did this extra one, shame to admit this. So I was like, as an extra unpaid, right? 22. <laughs> and they dress us up all in like bandages and stuff like that, like on our face. And like, we're supposed to be doing this ritual and there's no tents, nothing for warmth. Like in retrospect, I'm like, I don't feel as bad. But like there came a time where they took a break and I was like, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I left. <dude. laughs> <Did you> leave? <laughs> I was like, I'm cold. I'm hungry. This is miserable. Dude, yeah, good on you. <laughs> was that a local shoot? Yeah. 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 That's fair. <laughs> so that's kind of the gamut too. When you run into independent stuff, I mean, shit, you could end up getting paid handsomely and you end up making the room too. So who knows? <laughs> there, there's a, there's a guy, I think he still lives here. He still owes me a hundred bucks for PA work from 10 years ago. Damn. Oh. Still hit him up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <just> checking. <laughs> if you're not in jail, I want my money back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but what about, so, I mean, like sketches and, and, and doing like the radio shows for Sherman, but what about like, uh, like stand up uh, in person or theater? Have you, you know, thought about getting back into that after you know covid's lessened and things are opening up yeah i think i mean like a lot of people you probably almost too much too much time for introspection you know um the last stand-up show i did was actually during the pandemic there was a couple i did there was like one on zoom and i said never again um Uh comedy is not meant for zoom um conversation's great but like doing stand-up to you guys just two people like what is this this is yeah yeah that's weird it's the weirdest form. And then there was one out of the back of a truck. They did this traveling show. They'd go to different parks. Oh, cool. And they would do it out of a truck and they did it at Wash Park. And I was getting heckled from passerbys, just getting kids squirting me with water guns. But it was a blast, man. Um, yeah. And, and now it's kind of like I'm getting back into it. But I think at the time I, uh, to be honest, I committed to coaching high school football and wrestling right now. I was like, I'm going to do that right now. Do a little bit, do something different. And it's been a blast, man. Um, but I'm like just producing right now, producing and doing some photography for people. It's been a different, different experience. So yeah, I'm, I'm not a photographer by trade or anything like that, but I've oh, been no. learning that and doing really you're just, do you're just doing it all you're just like i'm gonna dabble in this today <laughs> kind of like kind of like a kid playing in like preschool there's like oh, i'm done with this toy i'm gonna go this <laughs> <laughs> we go do kitchen over here with jerry yeah. and then <laughs> we're gonna play jail today <laughs> let's go <laughs> jail today. <laughs> yeah but i I'm definitely love to get back to theater and and yeah. especially doing that it's just a, a fun muscle to work on too you know yeah. what is um what would you classify yourself if you did in like a type of genre of theater like what what's your your niche comedy for sure yeah. um that's partially i mean if you're familiar with like, but like shakespeare stuff. comedy or like i think modern, modern sketch. yeah i like a lot of sketch reviews um i like play like comedy plays and stuff like that too i think a lot of david ives like short plays and stuff or, yeah yeah kind of roots on that um shakespeare comedy has done a few i think with shakespeare comedies just as an american guy i'm like i feel like we butcher it we think we're doing good 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think we get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost fair. like us adapting the office. You know what I mean? Like we got to make it our own. That's right. You know, it's just not our culture. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like we're talking about like a cultural appropriation. Like we've been doing it to Shakespeare forever. <laughs> I do want like a broed out version of Hamlet though. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. Uh, oh, no. There is <laughs> an amazing show. When I was in college, the theater I um, we were like affiliated with, um, the professional theater we were affiliated with, they did a show called The Bombity of Errors. And so it's the comedy of errors, Shakespeare, but it was this entirely wrapped, like <laughs> almost Hamilton-esque, but funny, like, funnier and not as it was the best thing I've ever seen when it comes to just like taking an adaptation of Shakespeare and turning it on its head like it was just it was so good and I was like that's what we need to do more of yeah um, <laughs> but yeah I like like that or like I don't know, dumb stuff that like is pretty cheap to the bard we were like we're gonna do one where one guy's like hi <laughs> you know what I mean? like I like that stuff it's kind of fun <laughs> yeah. to watch like um, I think you'd you'd kill it for a, like a whose line is it anyway? Those oh. are so fun to do. Short short form improv's a lot of yeah. fun to do. You know, Just, I think that's with anybody. You do it with anybody. Like if I brought you two, but like we're gonna play this game. You figure it out. You have fun with it, and then you know you're done with it. It's it's so much fun. It's never gonna happen that way again. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it's a snapshot in that part in time and nothing else like it just i think it'd be fun to and honestly like uh you know you and i have have talked you know on and off over the last few years saying like hey no whenever you have something whenever i have something like let's let's work together let's let's do something i think it'd be awesome to have you like as part of a huge comedy troupe man like just one-time thing (laughs) all of us like actors who think we're fucking funny just go (laughs) somewhere (laughs) like gary's gonna lead we're gonna follow we're gonna try this out you know what i thought was like funny about that i would see like troops of improv people from like photos and stuff like that and i was like i'd be down to i'm just like can we please not wear like matching like button-up shirts and like take a photo (laughs) you know and we I, I always love like the puns and dad jokes and stuff like that and part of our, our dad's characters came from like we just were like what if like three dads went to an improv class one time and decided they were going to perform and that was the <laughs> premise gold <laughs> so we're like our name's dadliest catch I'm, I'm all about that dude i think magic just happens from like let's just go work it out on stage yeah, just, no. just try it out and see what happens yeah, yeah i think it's, <laughs> it's just i think it's a lot of fun that way i'm i'm 100 down i think we talked about that too i think it was pre like pre-pandemic with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. i was like and then the pandemic happened and you're like uh i don't know if i'm ever gonna like perform again this seems kind of weird yeah you know? so i'm kind of getting back into that now I don't know about you. But that was a that was a deep depression for a year. And a half. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Steph. We don't know anything about that, right? Oh, yeah. like, mm. How was your day? Uh, uh, <laughs> let's watch Boy Meets hey, World. Uh, yep, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it's it. like crazy when you're like living with people too. And you're like, how was your day? And you're like, you were there for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking uh-huh. great. It's so true. Uh-huh. How was the upstairs? 
it was upstairs. It was warm. Yeah. That's why I'm down here. <laughs> yeah, heat's heat's rising. It's cooler <laughs> down here. Yeah, that was that was a scary. I mean, even up until maybe a month ago, man, like yeah. you know, shit was opening up, but all you see on the news was, oh, cases are rising. There may be mm-hmm. another, you know, disturbance in the force. Lots <laughs> of breakthroughs. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm just glad, like, finally, Steph is is working in theater again. You know, mm-hmm. you and I are are getting auditions. Of course, you know, shit's um a, a little limited now because i'm not sure you know how many like out-of-state auditions you get for like you know tv shows or movies or whatnot yeah. but you know they say hey uh do you have an address in in this state that we can use so we can say you're a local hire like mm-hmm. no i live yeah. here <laughs> yeah. so uh, it just goes back to the, why i think it's so great you're creating your own stuff you know you're not having to lie to casting agencies <laughs> which is pretty fucking shady dude or, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you i was like i was like i think that's a good thing to talk about with like actors is i've casting wise i've kind of run into that too when you're like willing yeah. to work as local yep right and they're like are you gonna pay for our travel and stay we're like we can't do that for you guys and i think when actors ask that you're like dude you're not reading you're yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> well yeah. now it's you know it was okay, we can have you come in if you pay for your own flight and your travel. Mm-hmm. And now it's come to, we might get, you know, audited by the IRS. So mm-hmm. you have to be local. And if you're not, we get fucked. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Had so everybody told us that, you know? Right. I just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I don't get it. And I'm like, don't fucking hire out of towners. Like it, <laughs> you gotta, if you have to hire local, then you have to deal with whoever's local, like, yeah. or be willing to pay you guys the out of town shit. I don't, I just, that frustrates me to no end. Yeah. They, they That's see so your, funny. your casting agencies in Denver and mm-hmm. like, but can Gary work as a local hire in, uh, in Ottawa? Yeah. 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 You're like, well, it depends on the pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> I, and I, cause you work out of town too. And I think like I worked out of town during the pandemic actually. Um, and some of the stuff, I mean, like, they're still like, I don't care. We'll hire you. It doesn't yeah. matter. And I think during the pandemic was the best way for me to work out of town. Cause like, there was a lot of people who were like, I'm scared. And then I was working <laughs> as a, as a para in special ed department. So I had to get vaccinated oh, like, right away. So they're like, I was like, cool. I'm going to work on all these vaccinated sets. Sweet. So it worked out. I don't know, it worked out at the time. But like right now I feel you. Like it's like, I think the taxing is getting different. I'm like, that old like Hollywood kind of model where like we can only hire in this like concentric area. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's for like the union and stuff like that, but it's pain in the ass. I get you, dude. I, right. I, I totally agree. I think the business, the business side of it is always what like pisses people off and makes them like, well, maybe I don't want to do this, you know? Oh dude. I'm sure you've seen so many people drop off and just say, I, I can't do it. Like I can't yeah. do this acting shit anymore or, you know, writing, directing, whatever. They're just, they're mm-hmm. just done. But like, yeah. It's weird. We don't have, we have a lot of talented people in Colorado, but we don't have anything like huge conglomerate wise that we can kind of base yeah. things off of. Have you ever, have you thought like in the process of doing all this stuff mm-hmm. and creating your own projects, like building something to the point where you can have like your own studio in Colorado? Is that something you would want to do? Or for now, it's just Definitely. like having fun creating. Definitely. I think I'd love to have own studio. Um, and honestly, I've kind of, like I said, I've mimicked a lot of the Midwest creatives mm-hmm. just from being out there and like their kind of model and how they do. Because um, I think they're between both of these kind of angles. And obviously, you can kind of travel to New York and East Coast stuff pretty easy. But 
stuff like rhyme sayers you know with their their entertainment they just said we're gonna do our own label and they have their own shop and, and studio in minnesota you know what i mean and i think that's dope having your own festival hmm. to just be able to produce and work on your own shit and then people tell you no they're like fuck you i, I own it <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's that adage too. It's like, would you rather own like 20% of a million or a hundred percent of like 200,000? You're like, I'd rather own all my shit. You know? <laughs> and I know Cat Williams does the same shit. He owns all his shit, all his specials. He owns them all. Oh, he does? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's like, I was pretty amazed when I heard that too. I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Of yeah. all people, I'm like, oh, he has to have like some kind yeah. of <laughs> media right. tie in or something. Like, I think he's like the, a crazy good marketer. I think like almost like, almost like a, a fighter, like how fighters and rappers are like, I'm going to cause some trouble. Like mm-hmm. if some rappers, like I'm going I'm to start beef with Jay-Z or something like that. Like Kanye's saying, he's like, you get that Kanye to, or you get Jay-Z to reply. Now all of a sudden, like everybody knows who that rapper is that's so true yeah. and cat williams on it was like the legally dangerous tour or something like that he was getting arrested all summer <laughs> always in the news cycle dude it's like, like yeah dude, for years straight, what was he doing to get around. arrested all summer <laughs> oh gary everything <laughs> everything he was like he, so this the big one was this middle schooler and from what i gathered like he was like this middle schooler, like put him in a headlock but he was like yo fight me fight me this would be funny like it was like, and the kid's like, no. <laughs> He's like, don't fight me. And he did. He whooped Cat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Cat's like five five or some shit like that. This middle schooler was like a wrestler. <laughs> he his ass, dude. He's but Cat and, got arrested because it was a fucking yeah. middle schooler. <laughs> yeah. He was like some like in his 30s. This kid was 13. <laughs> Cat Cat Williams is. I, I feel like he was doing what and I, I know it's it's kind of bad form to say it right now. I feel like he was doing what Dave Chappelle's doing now. Like Cat Williams does not give a shit about what anybody thinks. He yeah. does and says what he does, and he still has a career. Like, I think I think Chappelle definitely the last decade, I think being away from it and just doing stand-up, the like he's kind of I think said is like the shackles of the media came off and he's like, I don't have to worry about losing anything. Yeah. You know, it's my stuff. And I think there's other comics that have kind of had that same for it. But I think what he's doing right now is definitely he's kept with it. Cat Williams and I, I think Eddie Griffin back then, too. Oh, yeah. Eddie Griffin on top of his shit. I mean, early, especially early Bill Burr doing his stuff, too. <laughs> Bill Burr did not care. His first um, album is is comedy gold. And there, I mean, there's, there's a lot of comics, I, I think, that definitely push the boundaries. And I love that, you know. Do you have a do you have a favorite comic like one that you'll just you'll stick to to the day you die? Dude, you know, I think the guy that that you could put on in front of your kids and anyone like you put them on in, in class and you're going to everyone's going to laugh. Brian Regan. Yeah. Yes. Thank yes. you. <laughs> so good. Everybody. You don't have to I hide anybody. Quote him all <laughs> yes. the time. Yes. <laughs> like that. He's a guy, you know, what I mean, you'll you'll quote him all the time and like yeah other yep. comics love him you know what i mean yep. Like, yep. He's, he's not annoying to me at all like there's some clean no. comics you're like you're annoying and yeah. he's just phenomenal he's like your dad yeah. you know yeah. I mean? there's a reason he sells out every time he comes yep. to red rocks within like Ugh, two he's minutes so good there's a, there's a couple others like that like i like sebastian maniscalco too oh it's yeah very, very italian man <laughs> 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 
like clean comics like Mike Birbiglia too I mean for his storytelling I don't know I don't know necessarily like all his stuff that like cracks me up but I listen a lot and then if you're a comedy nerd maybe Bill Bill Hicks but back in the day too and you know there's a lot of good 80s and 70s comedy like Freddie Prince um, oh yeah check him out I mean Freddie Prince Jr.'s dad if people don't know he was phenomenal so. <laughs> but like only half the talent spread like because <laughs> 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 I remember listening to Freddie Prince when I was in high school and then looking yeah. up going no way that's his dad like that's Dude. bonkers <laughs> I I've been so crazy about that I've been watching a lot of Freddie Prince Jr. material lately I think oh, for Halloween because I watched I know what you did last summer oh yeah and I was like dude he used to be the shit and I found he he like writes for WWE now and stuff like that too. And I was like, that's so cool. Does he really? Yeah. Okay, that's he's awesome. He's a big wrestling fan, and he's like a huge Star Wars nerd too. <laughs> Which makes his his psych episode all the more entertaining to watch over and over again. <laughs> what a great show that is! Thanks for talking about that, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, I. So I, I've been revisiting that show after I watched like the second movie they came out with. Was it last year? Because they have a third one coming out. And mm. like Steph, you you've seen Psych, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Did you? Was that a, a show that was? I never got your... super into it. Like, okay. I, and I don't know if it's just because I was busy watching other stuff, or um, I don't know. It just it. I didn't not like it. It just didn't like, I, I didn't binge it. And then I, because I didn't binge it, I haven't seen a lot of it. I haven't seen it in a while, but like That's fair. if it's on and other people are watching it, I'll watch it. Catch it. Yeah. It's like law and order, but with less horrible shit. <laughs> Dude, like all those, those like daytime shows. I mean, do you remember like law and order NCIS and like CSI and you're just watching it and you're like I know they're gonna catch the guy I'm trying to figure out which one and it's an adult Scooby-Doo basically yeah yeah. You know? yeah I love those so much like such a soft spot for me like was that you... well oh go ahead, go ahead. No, no, uh, I was gonna ask like was that uh I, we've asked a few people about this but what yeah. what was your like comfort thing to watch during the pandemic when we were all in our really just really just burdening depression in the middle of a lockdown did you have something you relied on for Dude, your this comfort? is gonna and this is like the craziest thing i didn't watch like a lot of tv to be honest with you oh that's great I, though yeah I, I i played some video games and stuff like that i um tried to do a lot more like listening to stuff but strangely enough like i got really into youtubers because really? my my brother was at home with me and he would have and so we had the whole family there and he would watch like stuff on youtube and do you guys know this guy markiplier at all mark who markiplier i had never it's... heard of him before no. the pandemic and like the whole side of like youtube influencers and stuff like that and so he did this one called unis honest and they were just doing a uh every single day they would do a new youtube video and at the end of the year they're going to delete the whole thing and it was a pretty cool concept but they just did dumb shit like there's one they got and it was like we my mom would watch it with me and, and my brother and i'm like what is this do people watch this and you're like oh my god they were cook <laughs> they would they would try to cook an egg using a stone and only the heat of his ass so I just sit on his I was like yeah i was like i can't not watch this like this is amazing. did it cook <laughs> no not at all and they're like like all right we're gonna try and eat it now <laughs> what is this? oh my god 
that's the type of stuff I was like watching during the pandemic. And I was like, I've never seen anything like this, dude. Did they delete the profile like this? Yeah, would? completely, completely deleted it. It's gone. Can't find it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is, yeah, I was like, I was wrapped into it with my brother for sure. For sure. Oh my God. That's an image I won't be able to get do out of you, my head. Do you use YouTube now that you've got all your, your stuff or is it because all your stuff audio, you're not hitting We're, that yet? We're on like YouTube music and, and stuff okay. like that too. Uh, we definitely have like our music video on there. Um, a lot of our podcast episodes we put on there. We did a podcast during the pandemic with a, a buddy of mine, John Carlo, called Unemployed Commentators. We stopped oh, yeah. it because we're like, well, we're, we have jobs now. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's kind so, of how it feels like with me and Tyler. We're like yeah. still doing it, but it's not nearly as consistent because we're both yeah. working again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think, and that's the thing with podcasting. I think as long as you're like still doing it, because like we, for my job, we do one too. And it's just a simple one. It's like 43 to two minutes, 43 seconds, to oh, two yeah. minutes. You know what I mean? Um, and that's when we could put out three times a week. But, you know, when you do like interview formats too, especially during, I think everybody's jobs, you know, you're trying to like, can we schedule this? You know, and sometimes when people are like, Hey, like it's like 30 minutes before like, Hey, we're going to have to reschedule. And you're like, yeah, ah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I get it. And I'm like, if I book some, I'm like, no, this is my booking. This is like, sorry, guys, this is my job. You know? Right. Yeah. I think, I think that is something that if you're an entertainer, I will say this, if you book something, it's your job, you know, yeah. regardless yeah. of how much you're paid or if you're getting paid, like part of it's like marketing. Like you think a lot of people for those talk shows are getting paid for that. They're selling something. Don't right. be dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So like why am i not getting booked for stuff I'm like i don't know maybe because you never show up <laughs> you didn't read the email and and confirm that <laughs> x y and z was happening yeah i mean I, I think that's like part of the biggest thing between like just working on a job or something like that you know mm-hmm. i think like the local stuff right if we yeah. go back to that it's like yeah if they're like six thousand dollars to like fly out right and you're like fuck yeah i'll be there yeah <laughs> i'll figure hell or high water <laughs> like, you may drive down to new mexico for six grand for a print cool I'll do that. yeah yeah <laughs> this is non-union you're uh, we're gonna pay you like i don't know 250 for uh, for 12 hours maybe some overtime yeah. cool i'll drive cool cool i'll see you <laughs> yeah. yeah. like we're we're doing 150 day right and you're like what am i doing you're like it's not work no yeah <laughs> it's okay <laughs> Can you do a 10 foot fall on a twin mattress? Uh, we only have the steel warehouse, but it should be okay. Dude, I got, I got so much respect for stunt workers, man. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to listen to uh, we uh, interviewed Daniel Nelson, who played the stunt uh, version of Cabal in the latest mm. Mortal Kombat movie. And that dude's a badass, man. Damn, I, I actually really liked that one. So kudos to him. I think he killed it as Cabal. He was one of the characters I wanted to see. Oh yeah. So, kudos to him, man. Lit on fire again, and all sorts of shit. You did awesome. <laughs> he's he's doing another project that's coming out next summer that I can't talk about. But when it's coming out, like he's coming back on the show. Yeah. So I'll be like, hey Gary, <laughs> come up awesome. into the Zoom call. <laughs> that's awesome. I think NDAs are some of the biggest pains in the ass, I think, dude. When you like do a really cool project, you're like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna tell my mom. Come on. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't tell anybody. Because I would. That's exactly yeah. what I'd do. I'd be like, I got to, this it doesn't include my family, right? And my yeah. best friends. Yeah. And... <laughs> I think that's like an unspoken thing, right? So, because like, yeah. is that a thing for theater too? Like, do you have to sign an NDA for uh No, like because things? like, because it, you can't really leak things. I mean, mm. I remember when I was doing Cinderella on Broadway, um, uh, before we had officially opened, one of the actresses had taken a picture of like a set piece backstage and posted it to her Instagram. And the producers got really pissed at her and made her take it down because like you, um, we hadn't opened. So like she was leaking secrets essentially of like what it was going to look like. Um, but other than that, like, unless it's, unless it's a huge thing, you know, but no, I mean, you, yeah, you can't really like, yeah, you can't really leak things the same way that you could, I think, with TV shows was, and movies. Was there something, I think, with like Spider-Man turn off the dark where they're dealing with that? Because I remember like Julie Taymor. Like, oh, I mean, that say, was yeah. just a hot yeah. mess. That was yeah. just like people went to see that show because they knew it was going pe- people would potentially die or it would be two hours longer uh, than it's supposed to be because they stopped eight times. Like, damn. yeah, I don't think that show ever had a clean performance, wow. um, but it made a, I think it made a, a bunch of money because people would come to see it be a train wreck. Like yes. they leave the show, like nobody died. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except, seriously though. <laughs> How can we mix like American gladiator with jackass and comic books? Yeah. Spider-Man and YouTube. Like, <laughs> there we go. There, yeah. I, I think, is there, have you ever done like, been an audience member for a special or a shoot at all? Any of you guys? I, I was an audience member when um, Martin Short and Maya Rudolph had uh, that, that like very quick sketch show, Martin and Marty and Maya or Maya and Marty or something like that. What? So I was in the audience I was in the audience for that, um, but I think that's it. That's I didn't even know that existed till now. I just looked that yeah, up. Yeah, awesome. it was yeah, it, it was very short lived. It was on NBC. This was I think I went. It was around 20, 2013, maybe okay. twenty fourteen. Mm. It was a while ago. Um, I think Maya was still on SNL, um, or and but yeah, she and Martin Short did a weird that's sketch awesome. show so what was Kenan, like being Kenan an came on at one point during that that episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i i asked because i was like i think every a lot of times like being an audience member like some people get that's like they get on tv you know i had a buddy yeah. of mine jimmy pinozo he's done some work with me he got on for um the price is right <laughs> and it was the funnest thing in the world like i had the same phone when you like saw me that commercial i was like uh, jimmy i was yeah. more excited than anything i was like so stoked <laughs> I was shouting at my TV, dude. And I've I've watched like, you know, and you cheer for friends, you know, whenever they do something. Like I um last year we were coaching with Justin Gaethje too before the pandemic. And then he's so uh-huh. Justin is UFC fighter, he's fighting tonight. Shout out to him. But uh he was fighting Tony Ferguson. And um there was nobody in the audience at the UFC fight, but we had our whole team, all the kids watching on Zoom with like the 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 laptop facing the tv <laughs> and that's how we were doing it we were just all going nuts for him when he won <laughs> so, it's really cool to like to see people succeed in that kind yeah. of stage you know yeah oh yeah it's it's crazy 
I don't know, some of the stuff they they have even like placed actors do in audiences, man. Like yep. eight years ago, American Ninja Warrior was in Denver and I had to be there from 10 at night to like two in the morning. Wow. And they said, hey, uh, we're you know, business casual. So we all dressed up business casual. We were the yeah. only ones dressed up business casual while these, <laughs> yeah, for four hours, these guys are like for plunging what? into the water for American Ninja Warrior. Just like, no, but just, why, why did you have to be business casual? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so, to this day, I have no idea. So we're sitting there in like, you know, polos and ties and there's people like it's fucking freezing outside yeah. and we're just seeing guys drop in one after another and watching the episode over it just looks like there's a group of business women and men sitting in the stands like this is entertaining keep this like, going good job. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, they never talk about like work that way you know what i mean with like yeah. here's a good way to work you know be an audience member or something like that you know yeah. i think i saw some it was like teach people about the other ways of like work in the industry and I feel like when you're an actor, you like are like, man, my trade is just bullshit. So yep. if I can bullshit some way, any which way, mm-hmm. I can oh, make yeah. a paycheck, you know? Dude, I, I, I will say this. Uh, I'm sure it's come to form for anybody else who, who's an actor, but I am allergic to alcohol. I don't drink. And I've worked as a bartender or beer tender for the last eight years. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's just the art of bullshitting. Like what yeah. what's the worst? I guess not the worst, but what's like the most bullshit acting gig you've worked where you said, I don't know how I'm doing this, but I'll figure it out. Like <laughs> there was there was a really fun one that I did during the pandemic that like opened my eyes regarding this like criminal case, and I'll tell you why. So I did a lifetime uh like special. It was like a murder, it was like uh Jody. So it was about Jody Arias. And oh. I had to play. I had to play the boyfriend she murdered. Oh, so you did get to die on screen. Yeah, it was oh. fun. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> and that's like the second or third time I've died on screen. So it was pretty fun. I was like, Damn, I love dude, I'm trying to break Sean Bean's record. I don't want to die. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I want to do is just die. Let <laughs> me just show up. You're you're getting hung today. Sweet. <laughs> But there's so in so she said she like pulled um and all I had to do was just lay on the ground the whole time and have blood covered on me and I was like all right cool (laughs) that's it and then she's pulling me across she can't pull me the actress like can't pull me and I right away I'm like this is bullshit there's no way she did this by herself she definitely had an accomplice dude because then the second guy comes in pulls me way easier and I'm sliding across my definitely hundred percent nailed it how do they not know that she had an accomplice like yeah and then um the part that was like where you're like what was what was like hard figuring this out right sex scene okay let's do the sex scene oh no but we're doing it during a pandemic so she had to shoot separately and then i had to shoot separately (laughs) what and they're like, I'm pretending like I have someone on top of me and they're filming, they're like, bite it. And like, why was she doing this? I don't know. Like, yeah, now look at the camera, bite your lip. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know? That was the, the strangest experience I've had on set. What the hell? But like, how, how do they match up like the rhythm and they, the, what? They just, they cut it. And I like, when I saw the final product, I was like, oh, okay. I guess they had a vision for it. You know, it was like when it's like super close up. I'm like, but why did I have to be in my underwear? <laughs> <It> just, <laughs> just made no sense. 
<laughs> I just wanted more coverage. Like we'll yeah. crop in. <laughs> made no sense to me. I think, and the other the other one I did a a, a weed a marijuana in, instructional, and I had a bunch of lines. I remember, and they had me. They're like, no, we need to actually hit the vape for real. And I was like, okay, you know, do it one take and try to do it. And they're like, all right, we need to do another another take. Oh no! So like six or seven takes later, just hitting this vape. I was blitzed out of my mind. And they're like, all right, we need to do these lines. I was like, I can't remember any of my lines. <laughs> Why would they give you an actual, like, they couldn't, what? Befuddles me. I was like my first commercial job with an agency. And I was like, oh, this was with your agency? Yeah. Dude. What the hell? I like that. That kind of was another lesson where I was like, you know, just because it's a professional set doesn't mean they're professional. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're doing. You would, my French. <laughs> that's like a full Dante from Grandma's Boy. Yeah, I was blitzed, dude. <laughs> Holy shit! I, dude. I, I didn't leave the set for like another two, three hours. I just sat in my car. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. The, that's the best part about these stories, especially if you've been doing it for a while. Like, hey, let me tell you about the first job I had. Or, you know, like yep. first few jobs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just, oh my God, you get thrown man. to the wolves dude <laughs> <laughs> no, no no it's fine just take a hit there's nothing in there <laughs> yeah you're like okay and i feel like it's also we are of the generation where we were still okay with just doing whatever whereas like you know if there are a 25 and unders who are listening to this now like they're gonna be a little bit more i hope protective of themselves to be like Fuck no, I'm not doing that, especially if you're not paying me, you know, yeah. this much money or, you know, and whatever. And um, but it is, it's the things that you don't think about because like you're so eager to have a job and do it that like you yeah. just do it and it's not until afterwards that you're like, I don't think that was morally ethical. <laughs> yeah. I think I think my career's been like a crash test dummy for the most part. Yeah. Just do <laughs> shit and then deal with the damage afterwards. <laughs> Like this will work out. Yeah. I think maybe. I think I think that's maybe reflective of anybody who didn't have like parents or or family or friends in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, you get into it, and of course, everyone's like, "What the hell are you thinking?" Yeah. <laughs> and there's something that's just inside you. You're like, "I love this. I just want to be a part of storytelling." Yeah. You know, it's just it's all it is. It's like you know, being back in the day with your tribe and you're telling stories around a fire. That's all it's about. You know, doing these rituals yeah. and and you know, the commercial stuff is like kind of what helps you pay the bills, but it's not what keeps your soul fed. Yeah. So I think that's, that's why you do it. You know, at least for me, I'm like, I, when I make people laugh or like when there's some, when we're in the car listening to something I made and they're laughing their asses off, I'm like, cool. That's all I wanted. It's four people right there that have affected. Right. So. Yeah. That's beautiful. Like that. And that's, that's why you do it. Yeah. You know, I think that that proves longevity. If that's why you do it, if you can make yeah. a couple people laugh or, be entertained or enjoy what you make that's all you need man that's just fucking awesome and you come from i don't think a whole lot of actors have this but you come from a you know background of like sports and athleticism like like i'm gonna prove myself i'm part of a team i'm doing this you know for the team which is you know a set (laughs) in another sense so yeah they're like hey take a hit of the vape for each take you're gonna take a hit of the vape i was like sweet let's do it It was probably like funny, like you mentioned that too. It's like thinking about football back in the day too, and like now with everything with CTE. Oh, I was yeah. like, I played that six years old till now. 
you know and i was like i definitely had some damage done (laughs) they're like are you gonna do this kid yeah sure i'll do it (laughs) (laughs) just got full full keanu level like yeah yeah. let's do it (laughs) let's just do it dude I think it definitely it definitely translates. I think I I don't know how there there became this disconnect between the arts and athletics, um, but like in retrospect, and even learning about like you know philosophers like Plato, you know, it's like his big like there's his name Plato is not his real name. It came from his broad back and everything too, and he was known to be a wrestler as well. And and I think you learn a lot from those athletics, whatever athletic it is. I mean once you start doing theater too, and you see people like the city company and these other movement-based companies and how athletic these people are and how much respect you start to get for, you know, dancers and everything too. And how, if you've seen a, a dancer's feet, you know what dedication is, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't understand where, where it kind of came from. And I think maybe it's just the high school mentality, but you get all it's these capitalism. <laughs> I mean, like seriously though, because you think yeah. about the number of, of kids who like w- want to become professional athletes and shit because yeah. that they make a fuck ton of money for yeah. playing a, a game, and so like, and that's uh, you know, and certain parts of the country are like absolutely, yeah. and and you only make money in the arts if you're a celebrity. So it's which, like which there's isn't a, true you know? too. That's the crazy thing about it is like my body has held up more now doing this than like a lot of my friends who are doing like professional fighting or if they're doing like semi-pro football still like 40 year old people i know still playing semi-pro football oh man get paid shit and i'm like dude just go go act go right you make way more money yeah. <laughs> save your knees <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I would love to change that i mean that's like i mean as one person it's like dude just do both yeah totally. have totally. fun with it you know i think we're great. seeing that more and more like tom brady yeah. Yeah. he's in commercials you see him he was a right too. yeah was it what was it that was it a hertz commercial where he's like sitting in a recliner chair and like that's tough yeah. we just keep him around sometimes yeah <laughs> like- I, I gotta say that was like one of the funniest things in a theater i love just dumb boy humor sometimes like when they were like trying to get a sperm donor for his child and they're like, we're gonna go with Tom Brady. Dude. Like, oh, yeah. do it while he's sleeping. Was it wasn't there like a glow from beneath the, the comforter? Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's yeah. perfect. Like, it's exactly how I, like, oh, I imagined. Steph, I'm making you watch Ted and Ted Two. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, that- one of my favorite jokes is from Ted. I've never seen the movie, but the the I laugh every time I hear the um. I got us gorilla panic. That sounds really <laughs> intense. Well, the other one, the, the other options were this is permanent. Uh, they're coming, they're coming, and this is permanent. <laughs> I think, yeah, didn't you, you quoted that when you gave me edibles last year. Yes, yes. <laughs> one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the new weed yeah yeah oh yeah it's, can you what is what did he say can you uh can you take me home or something like that like, i don't know my way home yeah god something like that or like the can cannabis nowadays dude it ain't no joke <laughs> it ain't no joke let's say like if if our parents say oh i can't smoke any of the stuff you guys have compared yeah. to what i had back then then you know it's pretty potent they, they got like brick so they would get like brick stuff where it'd just be like stems leaves everything yeah. like that we just get that straight flower and they're like engineering the thc to be 
way higher than the CBD. Holy shit. And you're smoking this and you're like, dude, I'm having psychosis right now because <laughs> there's nothing to balance it out. So like if you get a little, little high, we'll say like, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but like get some CBD to help you out. You're right. Level it yeah. out. It's, yeah. So that's, I mean, before we get to like these really awesome, um, like almost concluding questions, mm-hmm. when you, cause you're working that industry, is that something mm-hmm. you, you see yourself kind of like working in for, for a little bit longer, maybe building a career off of while you're doing this other stuff, or is it just kind of something for right now to like test out, see what you do? I think, and here's, here's kind of, I when I was booking like some of my first commercials and roles, when I moved back to Denver is because I moved back to grow hmm. and make a little bit more money and have more freedom to pursue acting actually. So I, I think the plant has kind of given my life a lot of freedom to do stuff. So like now I'm able to do stuff. And I think the way it's going now, you're seeing a lot of these, these influencers and celebrities having their own brands. And it's like, to answer your questions, like, hell yeah, who wouldn't love to like grow their own and have their own brand, you know, in some ways, or even just grow your own, um it got me i really love gardening and stuff like that too and my first four and that was like growing marijuana learning how to do that and you're like i didn't know i'd care so much about soil and ph levels and stuff like that and you like learn to love it and you're talking to this plant you're like grow sweetie please grow <laughs> so yeah definitely dude i think i think i think it's, it's awesome and i'd love to learn how to do a bunch of stuff you know like how to make my own whiskey that'd be great you know oh yeah man so Hey, that's your next venture, like sketch wise. Yeah. Every time you learn something new, like this make a, write it. a yeah. sketch series about it, dude. Hell yeah. That's funny. Like like Ryan Reynolds and, and uh Rob McElhaney, what they're doing with that soccer team. Are you guys checking that out? Uh was it uh what oh god, what's it? Rex- West Westham? Rex Rexham? Rexham. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they just bought a soccer team. They have no idea. Doing, <laughs> I love it. Like the whole part of their marketing is we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> but I, we have I a love team that. now. <laughs> I love when people just jump into shit like earnestly, you know, like yeah, not maliciously, like I know what I'm doing. We're you know, and they just shrug, but they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help, but I, I want to do it. I want to do this. I love that when people do that. That's yeah, like it's like us with podcasting or you know, you know, you doing video shows and like like just dive in. Yeah, just gotta try it. Guys sounds very when I was listening to the trailer and the intro, I was like phenomenal, phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> This we're awesome. sitting on job, sitting on a tiny futon the one i have yeah. behind me just like what the fuck do we talk about stephanie's voice is amazing i was like dude great great job you should get some oh, voice over work too so boom <laughs> boom it 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 is so funny to like i haven't listened to our old ones in a while but just the progression of like we only had one mic to share yeah. I was too loud. You were too quiet. Then we got two mics. Then we learned, like... yeah, you've you've learned like audio, you know, audio uh-huh. engineering to a certain degree. It's it's oh, yeah. a, it's a sweet sweet age to be alive, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The dude, I I do want to see what response you have for this because I think you'd have a good one lined up. Do you have like any? advice maybe pieces of wisdom you could pass on to people maybe who are starting out their career right now or maybe like us have been doing it for a while and trying to find a way to really like reinvigorate themselves do you have any advice that'll hopefully keep them going um i think i'll speak as an actor first um for beginners i think good thing a lot of people are like well i don't i don't feel like an actor and you know like do i need to do all this do i need to go to school do i i think you just need common sense your first thing just trust yourself trust your instincts and i think if you have a headshot and a resume you're an actor 
Mm. As simple as that, dude. Just, you know, start accumulating stuff and just start working. Don't wait for anyone to tell you that you're good. Go suck. Mm. Um, yeah. I think even for seasoned actors, I mean, if you're like, man, I've been like myself was like, I'm doing a lot of commercial work. I'm booking a lot of commercial gigs. I need to do something else. Like I'm going to memorize a monologue and I'm going to try to do this monologue. And you're like, Fuck, you know, it's, it's harder. Than, and I, don't, I haven't trained that muscle in a while or like maybe trying to memorize like a book of poetry, something like that. Just something, some kind of challenge. If you're a challenge minded person, I think is always good to do. Um, and not being like too much of the sage of advice, man, but just try to try to get in the deep end of the pool a little bit. I think that'll always make you swim. So Oh, I like that. I'm writing that one down for sure. <laughs> what about comedy stuff? Uh, and this one, I think like this is again where I'm kind of like, I still always feel like a novice, but like I I think just go out and fail is, is the biggest thing, man. Because like when you suck on stage, you memorize that. You're like, oh shit, I sucked there. But um, there's there's a couple of comics in town I really respect and they're the way they structure stuff and I was like, I kind of work that way too, where it's like, I, I can't just memorize the whole thing. I have to have the audience involved. And um, I think other comics, I think com- comedy is one of those things. It's like more than acting or anything where comics are like, no, this is my style. This is how I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me how to do it. Um, so a lot of times I'm like hesitant to give comics advice, but I'm always like, just write, you know, figure your shit out, go have fun with it. Um, go fail. Just the only way you're going to be a stand-up comic is do stand-up comedy. You're not yeah. going to like, tell your friends hey i have this joke it's not the same <laughs> go, go to go to a bar of people like 11 o'clock at night the last on an open mic you know what i mean like as a young kid do that shit every single night after a show you know even though you just did a show and killed go do an open mic afterwards so get good at get good at it <laughs> i don't know how much that helps <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just uh, on the art of stand-up. That's it. But yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you kind of already told us a bunch, but we also always like to ask like what your favorite party story is of like just the most ridiculous thing that's happened to you um, in the career that you've had. It could be acting, comedy, whatever, but just like one of those things that for those of us in the business, we're like, oh yeah, that's a normal Tuesday. But for yeah. people outside, they're like, what? You did what now? I mean, like having sex by yourself to then get, you know, put together yeah. later is pretty, is pretty up there, but. um, So you said party story too. And I remember like, this kind of relates to my career, but like um, first time really booking a show for people like, and like being an event guy, there was this event in college called Buckethead around St. Patrick's Day that we would always do. And there, this fraternity would get a bar and get a bunch of kegs and you pay for it. And we decided as a wrestling team, we're going to do our own thing because we're like, well, we don't want to be told what to do. Um, so we had a party. We had these two houses next to each other. And we're like, we're going we're gonna to do this party at our house. We're going to get our own kegs. All of us donated plasma to get like kegs and stuff like that. The week. So <laughs> you have like thir- 32 guys with like a hundred bucks each that were just going to buy kegs. That's all we're going to do. And then I had my uh, brother when he was just starting out rap, he was like 17. And then I had another rapper, um, ENX Solo, who he just did a, an album with us actually. Um, did a, a tiny desk concert of his album Screen Door. So plug in that, check it out. He's coming out with a DJ too. And we, and we get this concert we're going to have at our house and it's a tiny house, old home. Um, we have these 
we had about 200, 300 people packed in here by the end of the night. We went through 13 kegs, like 27 handles. Um, the house, there was like, I was throw, I was so drunk. I was throwing a vase up at the ceiling, trying to break it the whole day and finally did it. <laughs> I was like hitting people in the head. And there was like, just girls, my, bro- my brother's 17. There's just college girls just hanging on him and stuff like that. It was amazing. We put a couch on the stairs to have stadium seating. Um, there was an Olympic wrestler, Joe Rao. We threw our buddy through a window. We broke three windows that day, two-story beer bongs, just littered the, the street with glass and everything. The house was condemned a week later because of this. And we ended up having a three more parties even though it was condemned we would just enter through the broken window oh my lord <laughs> wait did anybody actively live there or it yeah, was just yeah, like definitely a... definitely we actively oh lived there lord. we had um the concert was amazing like, there was some video we we had video i think it got deleted but it was like champagne phone everywhere it was like a scene out of planet like um uh, that, that movie project x oh yeah <laughs> just right there with this rap concert and I was like could not believe we pulled this off and like it almost didn't happen because we, we were on the west side of Illinois they flew into Chicago and they're like oh shit we thought it was like the same we're like no so I went and got him in the middle of the night brought him back like two in the morning and the concert went on so it was, it was a lot of fun that was like part of the thing is like if you want to get shit done just get it done you know what I mean like we didn't make we didn't even make money off we didn't care like people were like, we want to give money for this concert. We're like, cool, we're gonna buy beer with it. So we ended up buying beer. Oh my lord! Wow. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's one that I can barely remember, but I'm sure if you ever get Ian Ian Excello uh, on, he can tell you better because he was sober. <laughs> <laughs> Probably has you know pictures and video documentation. <laughs> Just God, yeah, for- I was. I mean, I it's like one of those shameful things as a college kid. You're like, man. Can't believe I did that, but like I was in the corner, like peeing in a plant. You're like, wow, that was me. That was that used to be me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you get... yeah, it's weird what 10 years will yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to remind me. He's like, he's like, you, you remember peeing in my house plant? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're man. gonna be, you know, 60 years old looking back and just smile, like, wow, yeah. that was. <laughs> Dumb kids stuff, you know. Yeah, so. Dumb kids stuff. <laughs> yeah, I condemned a house, had a fight club esque party, like no big deal. It's, it's, it's funny how you view it because you're like when you see the news and someone's like, a man, you know, was arrested at 20, and you're like, he's 21. You're like, oh shit, that is a man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you make so many dumb decisions at that age. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. Even into I would think, you know, like you're third maybe even up until 40, you still think yourself, I'm not a fully fledged adult. Like I'm yeah. not really an adult. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially, you know, if you grew up with psych, you're not an adult ever. Like you're just <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember asking a very well established, like 60-year-old woman who is the producer of a big company in Boston. And I'd like, and I was like, one day I was like, you feel like an adult she was like no i was like oh no (laughs) i'll never feel like one (laughs) yep i love it we just try not to sell butt if we don't have to to pay our bills yeah and (laughs) maybe get health insurance i think there's a few like rock bottoms and like i feel like as long as i got health insurance i'm good right yeah Yeah. (laughs) like i can go to the dentist and not freak out i think we're having your tooth dude i was drunk (laughs) right yeah (laughs) do you super glue it yeah it's fine (laughs) (laughs) don't have to have a few cuts before (laughs) i I did that 
with my stitches. I didn't want to go in. So my mom, my mom glued my cut across my nose. Oh <laughs> my I like, lord. I was like 19, some 18 or 19 around there. <laughs> and I don't remember like, did it scar? I mean, is it, it scarred a little bit, not too bad, but I was like, okay. yeah, we saved a visit. Sweet. <laughs> Put that money in the Disney World jar. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, dude, like we've uh, we've talked a lot about obviously like what you're doing, but what would you like us to promote in this episode? Anything in particular you want us to give a shout out to? Oh, uh, dude, check out our uh, our website at bestworstcantina.com. That's where we have a lot of our content I'm producing. Um, if I had any other commercials or stuff like that, I'm like, just go check it for the portfolio. But I'm like, I don't want to waste people's time. There's a lot of stuff I can't even talk about because of stupid NDAs, you know? So I'm like, in the meantime, just go listen to the dads. And stuff like that. I'm totally going to look that up. I can't wait. You're going to be horrified and I'm going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steph, Steph, I can, I can probably hear you cackling from miles away once you're listening to that i it's it's gonna be your thing <laughs> i grew up with three older brothers like i'm used to oh, boy yeah. shit, so i'm i'm ready for it <laughs> i i would definitely love to do it like some females like the moms like do another one of it like i just think it'd be oh, fun oh like, yeah steph you, have, you get it you get a karen and then you get like the hippy dippy and then you get like <laughs> the anti-vexer yeah <laughs> god it's a slew of jokes through went through my head and i cannot say them out loud um (laughs) just gonna leave that there oh god um shit this happened last time are we forgetting another question no we got them all did we get we just have to do our promotional stuff we always forget that stuff yeah promote us we gotta do um uh gear bear sit tight take us hit of a vape while we, uh, we do our spiel <laughs> before we <laughs> before we say goodbye to you and play the uh the awkward goodbye so steph that's uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give the bat to you bud okay um hey friends listeners countrymen thanks again for joining us um this was a really fun episode we hope you uh laughed along um please continue to uh rate review and subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you use um follow us on social media facebook instagram and twitter at pwrp podcast uh if you care to to donate to us financially we do have a patreon um we don't really put a lot of focus on it because clearly we're you know this is just for funsies but if you (laughs) like us enough um to give us a little money it does help us with uh, our zoom bill (laughs) that's true (laughs) uh, yeah um i think that's it for me yeah uh yeah yeah. and if you are someone who is either brand new to the arts industry or somebody who's been in it for a while and you want to share your story maybe sit down and have a talk we'd love to talk to you uh please email us at pwrp.pod at gmail.com and oh did we talk about the five star thingamajig Oh yeah. Um, we actually have to order more stickers. We're running low, but if you want a sticker from us, um, and you want to leave us a five-star review and a nice little, um, you know, couple words here and there about how awesome we are, uh, we'd be happy to send you a sticker for free for promoting us that way. Um, you just have to email us, um, with where you reviewed us and where to send you your sticker. Yes, yes, yes. And now it's the best time of the episode. Uh, I'm going to snap out of that. Uh, it is time for <laughs> the, 
the my favorite part which is the awkward goodbye which gary at this point i will give a quiet wayne's world countdown and then once i point we just go for the most awkward goodbye we could do uh vocally at least until we can do video interviews and <laughs> share this with everybody else <laughs> are you ready yep all right okay see you bye <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs>